From new movies to retro reviews, we promise that we will never talk about chick flicks. Here's your host, Jared. Ha ha ha. Yes, it is me. I'm your host, Jared. And uh, let's see, still working on the levels. This is a new podcast we're doing under the Big Lip Radio banner. And uh, what we're doing is uh, uh, Zach and I are busy, and a lot of times we don't have time to, to meet up and do a podcast. And uh, we don't want the Big Lip Radio name to go dormant. So what we're doing is we're actually uh, uh, coming up with individual shows we can do on the weekends when we can't get together to do a proper Big Lip Radio podcast. So what we're going to do today is is a personal project that I've been dreaming about doing for years, a movie review podcast and uh, the name of this movie review podcast is no girls allowed and that's because we're not going to review the blind side and hope floats and titanic and all those other chick flicks we're not going to review any of those this is simply guy movies and uh today to kick it off since it's kind of an experiment and uh i'm not sure uh not sure how well this is going to sound i'm working all the equipment all by myself. Uh, Zach is the technical guru. But today, on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about Bill Paxton's career and my favorite guy movies that he's made. Now, uh, Bill Paxton passed away a few weeks back, and uh, I swear to you, it has been decades since I've gone longer than three months without seeing a movie that Bill Paxton is in. Because I I watched Terminator... I watch Aliens, I watch Predator 2. There's never three months go by when I haven't seen one of those movies. So Bill Paxton is kind of important to me, and uh, I know I will miss him. So I wanted to talk a little bit about his career. So uh, Bill Paxton, his first movie came out in 1975. He wasn't even credited for it, just a small part, Crazy Mama. He was also in Stripes. He was in Night Warming. Uh, let's see, something that we would have heard of. Streets of Fire, Impulse. 1984, The Terminator. We're going to talk about that. Weird Science. Aliens. Near Dark. Pass the Ammo. Slipstream. Next of Kin, 1989. Uh, Navy Seals in 1990, as well as Predator 2. Uh, let's see, 1991, The Dark Backward. Let's see, what else? Uh, Boxing Helena. Oh my goodness, I did not realize he was in this movie. Boxing Helena is a movie where a guy falls in love with a chick, cuts off her arms and legs, and uh, that's that's referred to as boxing. <laughs> oh, wow. Tombstone, the same the same year, made a big comeback. Tombstone played Morgan Earp. He was in True Lies in 94. I mean, what wasn't this guy in? Apollo 13 in 95. Twister in 96. The Titanic, which we're not going to talk about, in 97. 
Uh, Mighty Joe Young in 98. Vertical Limit in 2000. I'm skipping a lot of movies, too. Uh, Spy Kids 2. God bless them. Spy Kids 3 in 2003. Um, let's see. What else we got? Uh, Shanghai Calling in 2012. The Colony in 2013. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Great movie in 2014. Um, yeah, so, and The Circle coming out this year in 2017. And it's in post-production, and that will be his last last movie. So, uh, anyway, I want to start off this uh, this little podcast, this little career review, uh, with probably the first movie I saw him in, which was Weird Science. Uh, Weird Science was a great movie. It came out in 1995. It was directed by John Hughes. Now, don't get me wrong. I could do a podcast just on John Hughes alone because he's a big part. I'm 48. So John Hughes was a big part of my growing up. But uh, there are a lot of chick flicks in there, so you won't see a lot of John Hughes movies on here. Uh, but Weird Science is definitely one that belongs on here. Um, let's see, it starred uh, Anthony Michael Hall and Ian Michael Smith, and also Kelly LeBrock. She was the uh, she was the hot chick. It came out on August 7th of 1995. Uh, the budget was $7.5 million. It made $38.9 million. Now, uh... What the story was of this is these two nerds created a woman in their bedroom using a computer, putting bras in their heads. It's a it's a it's an insane concept, but it's hilarious. And uh, uh, Bill Paxton played uh, Wyatt's older brother. Wyatt and Gary were the two nerds. Gary was the one played by Anthony Michael Hall. And uh, Chet was a bully, and he. he he had a flat top. He's like the stereotypical college jock ROTC guy. And he used to catch Wyatt doing stuff, and he would bribe Wyatt in order to keep quiet. And, uh, in fact, here's here's a clip from Weird Science with Bill Paxton in it. You stood, buttwad. For me? Know what time it is? Um, two? Time to pay the fiddler. Um, I was kind of counting on you to be human about this. Here's the bottom line, Wyatt. I'm telling Mom and Dad everything. I'm even considering making up some <laughs> All right, Chet, name your price. Still makes me laugh. One hundred and seventy-five dollars and zero cents cash. New bills, crisp and clean, in my wallet by seven a.m. Thank you. Hey, what are big brothers for? See you upstairs. <laughs> it still, it still makes me laugh. Now, uh, uh, there was another scene where the two boys come in and they're stumbling drunk, and. Uh, of course, Chet catches them, and uh, they were out at a jazz club all night long. So that's why Anthony Michael Hall's talking like an old jazz singer in this clip. And this is this is one of my favorite clips from the movie. The booze hounds return. What a joke! Hi, girls. <laughs> now he's drawing off his cigar right now because he knows that they're they're drunk and hungover. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall more than Wyatt and blows the smoke in his face. Now he's trying to make him sick. 
greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray. <laughs> he pukes. You die. It's not like me, it's just... Yeah, <laughs> did he tell Chad about the war? Did he tell you about the war we made tonight? You gotta meet He's obviously what are you out doing, of He doesn't know what he's talking about. No s. <laughs> no s. Yeah. No s. You two donkey dicks couldn't get laid in a morgue. You're right. You are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Get him out of here. You're absolutely never right. Get him out What? Doc. Come on. <laughs> He's trying to make him sick. Cold-blooded shit. He's an asshole. Look at his haircut. Anybody with a haircut like that, you know he's an asshole. Oh, that is a great scene from that great movie. And hold on, I'm trying to get the sound correct. Testing one, two. I think that's better. Anyway, a great scene from a great movie. Yes, I like this. I like this setup better. This is good. Great scene from a great movie. And uh, uh, so anyway, I actually saw him in something earlier, Bill Paxton that is, but didn't realize it. A year earlier, he came out a uh, real bit part in The Terminator. Now, The Terminator is one of my all-time favorite movies. And uh, uh, The Terminator uh, starred, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was a James Cameron flick. Now, James Cameron has done a lot of good movies. Uh, one movie we will not be talking about will be uh, 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 Avatar. Sorry, won't talk about it. It's anti-American. However, uh, we will talk about uh, Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Bean, Linda Hamilton. Great movie. This thing came out October 26, 1984. A uh, young Jared Smith was going to a... Uh, uh, going shopping up in the Burnsville Shopping Center in Minnesota, which we did every year right before Christmas. Right, Actually, it was the weekend before Halloween. We would go in, and Mom would take us there with our aunt and my cousin Jay, who I've got a lot of adventures with, and I shouldn't really talk about a lot of the adventures I've had with Jason. So anyway, we were watching Terminator, and I was, I don't know, I don't know, 12 and losing my mind. It was the greatest thing I had seen up to that point in my life. Now, this movie had a budget of $6.4 million and made $78.3 million. Now, Bill Paxton just had a bit part in this one. He was one of the punks at the very beginning of the uh, of this show, and uh, he had a tire track tattooed on his face and, and a, a, a gap blacked out between his teeth. And... Uh, it was a quick entrance and, unfortunately, exit for Bill Paxton. Nice night for a walk, eh? Man, what a great movie. Nice night for a walk. Wash day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? Nothing clean, right. Hey, I think this guy's a couple cans short of a six-pack. You're close. Give them to me. Now. You asshole. <laughs> quick entrance, quick exit. 
Now, uh, later on, Bill Paxton had a much, much more uh, uh, substantial role in a little film, also by James Cameron, called Aliens. And this is, uh, along with Terminator 2, probably one of the greatest conceived and put together action films of all time. And don't get me wrong, I'm a Star Wars guy, but I would never... I mean, you, you've seen my room. You've seen the uh, Santan Studio of Big Lip Radio. If you have our YouTube page, you know I'm a Star Wars guy. There's no doubt about it. But I've never once said they were good movies. I just love them and can't get enough of them. But uh, um, Aliens is actually a well-put-together movie. And uh, it came out in July 18th, 1986. It had a budget of between 17 and $18 million. And it returned 131 to 183 million. I'm not sure why they don't know exact. I'm getting these numbers off of uh, Wikipedia, by the way. The uh, everybody knows aliens. I feel stupid giving a synopsis of it, but but uh, there's a uh, planet that's being uh, 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 converted into a livable planet, and it's got aliens on it. Sigourney Weaver knows about this, and she has to enlist the help of the Marines. Actually, it's vice versa. The Marines are enlisting her help. Because they lost contact with the colony out on LV-17, LV-12. Shoot, I can't remember. And I've seen this movie a million times. So anyway, they go out there to take a look. And uh, they run into aliens. Now, Ripley, of course, is, is Sigourney Weaver. She's a little bit nervous about this. And in this first clip, uh, Bill Paxton, this was originally cut out of the theatrical version and luckily put back into the director's cut which is why some of the writing may seem a little unpolished. But uh, Bill Paxton, uh, Hudson, he's trying to reassure Ripley that she's going to be all right. Check it out. I am the ultimate badass. Yeah. State of the badass art. You do not want to me. Check it out. Hey, Ripley, don't worry. Me and my squad of ultimate badasses will protect you. <laughs> Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. For I have a city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, phase plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Two minutes, people. Get hot. <laughs> That's it. That's Bill Paxton. The dude can play any kind of a role. Uh, in this next clip, uh, they were uh, they're trying to escape the lair of the aliens. They woke the aliens, and uh, now they're now they're they they just got their asses kicked, and uh, now they're waiting for their uh, uh, their uh, uh, air support to come in, pick them up, and get them back to safety. Well, there's an alien on that, and that thing crashes. And here's Bill Paxton's priceless response. Well, that's great. That's just great, man. Now what the are we supposed to do? Where's the real free shit now, man? You finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. Oh, man, that's good stuff. So 
when I was in the Navy, this we were we were overseas in uh, uh, Desert Storm, and this movie was played on the ship's entertainment system for whatever reason, nonstop. This movie, Action Jackson, um, Terminator Two, Predator Two, these were all played nonstop on the ship's entertainment system. So anytime you had a moment, and I was I was in engineering. So we rarely had a moment. But anytime you had a moment and you turned on the TV, one of those movies would be playing. So I saw this movie so much. Everybody did. And uh, uh, we loved that part. That little clip we just played so much. And every time they'd sound general quarters and we'd all have to man our battle stations, you know, maybe uh, maybe there's a hostile aircraft or whatever's going on, they would sound battle stations. The whole ship would just start screaming, Game over, man! Game over! It was it was great and impactful it's it's something i will i will never forget my entire life and it's just amazing to think that he's gone it's amazing uh the other movie that he was in that i've seen a million times now zach's the technical guy so you're going to have to forgive me but uh i could not find any clips from predator 2 and uh not in the whole internet I scoured everywhere trying to find some clips of Predator 2 that I could play for you guys. But uh, he played uh, Detective Jerry Lambert, and he was transferred from another precinct into Metro Command. And uh, he was kind of the comic relief, him along with uh, uh, Morton Downey Jr. Some of you guys may or may not remember, depending on how old you are. He had a Jerry Springer-type late-night show. And it came out where all his stuff was scripted and it was all bunk and he went down he went down in flames but at the time this predator 2 was out he he was hot he was the next big thing now predator 2 came out in 1990 november 21st and uh, it had a budget of 35 million and a box office of 57.1 million now you're going to notice these box offices were kind of low I mean, we're getting four hundred, four hundred million for the new Star Wars movie. Meanwhile, Predator Predator Two had fifty seven point one million, and uh, uh, but t- ticket prices were two dollars and seventy five cents. You weren't paying twelve bucks to go see a movie, so the returns are going to be awfully low. And none of this, of course, includes the back end where you're getting. Uh, uh, you're getting your uh, Blu-ray sales, DVD sales, your and now you know on-demand sales. I mean, the world of movies has really, really changed. But I just wanted to get on here and kind of do an experimental episode. So instead of doing a full movie review, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Bill Paxton, see how well I can run the uh, equipment. I think I did much better in the second half as far as the sound quality goes. So we're going to see, uh, I'm going to be reviewing new movies, I'm going to be reviewing old movies. We're going to lean a little bit, uh, probably towards uh, horror movies, because I want to do the entire Friday the 13th series, Nightmare on Elm Street series, Halloween series, I want to do all that stuff. Of course, review all the Star Wars movies, I'll probably have a retrospective leading up to episode 8, and I will include the Clone Wars cartoon that was released in the theaters, as well as Rogue One. Um, yeah, so there's going to be all kinds of movies from the latest to the, uh, to, to, to the retro guys, and they're all going to be guy movies. These are going to be movies you guys want to see. I'm going to do a show where I talk about movies of the year as far as the Oscar picks go and just how far off the Oscars are from what Hollywood thinks is a good movie 
to what we are and what we think is a good movie. So I've got all kinds of shows planned, all kinds of everything planned. I think I'm really happy now with the with the sound. I if I wasn't lazy, I should probably go back and re-record this cuz the front end of this did not sound good. But I think that's just where I'm at. And uh meanwhile, we will see you guys on the next episode of Big Lip Radio presents No Girls Allowed, the movie review podcast. Going down.